0: you
1: Welcome to Out of the Blue. It is Sunday the 10th of November. My name's Heather. And I'm Erin. Welcome to the show. Before we start, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners from which the land we are broadcasting from and pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Today's show, we are going to cover some really interesting stuff regarding the ocean, Obviously.
2: <laughs> Surprise.
1: <laughs> if this is the first time to your show, the show, we talk about ocean stuff. Yeah, a
2: lot. Um, <laughs>
1: so I have just recently gotten back from the Great Barrier Reef, so we're going to cover a little bit about the reef, and then we're going to learn about why the reef is so noisy. Wondering how you pay your
0: donation to the 3CR Radiothon? or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to.
2: I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News program. As always,
1: thank you so much, Philippe. I love that he loves our
2: show. Of course. <laughs> Who wouldn't?
1: <laughs> okay, so I am fully refreshed and ready to go this week because this time last week I was out on the Great Barrier Reef and it was awesome.
2: Very cool. It Very was jealous.
1: so nice. So I spent uh, two days out on the reef last week and it was... It was so much better than I was expecting. I think I've had it in my head that you I was going to get there, everything was going to be white, there wasn't going to be any fish, there was going to be lots of algae. Like I really went in with a doom and gloom attitude, which I shouldn't have. I should have gone in positive. Um, But I spent two days out on the reef with a fantastic company called Diver's Den, who are based in Cairns. So I got picked up on the Saturday morning and we got taken to the dock and we jumped on our boat and... They told us it was going to be rough and everyone should have seasickness tablets. And I was like, nah, it's going to be totally fine. Were you wrong? (laughs) I'll be honest. I did feel a little unwell towards the end of the trip. It was a little bumpy to get out there. Um, But not so much that I was like, I need to get fresh air. I'm going to like spew my guts out over the side. It was just that, um, I wish we were there already sort of feeling. Yeah. So, um. We went out to a place called Norman Reef, which is about 70 k's off Cairns and about 10 to 11 k's off the drop-off, off the reef. So, you know, we were quite some distance out. Yep. Um, I don't know if the day boats go there that often because it did take us a while to get there. Um, and, yeah, we put our gear on and we jumped in and it was, it was so peaceful. It made me realize I need to dive more often than I do.
2: That's good stuff. And now uh, what did you see? What species? What animals? I think last I saw time a we spoke. Lot. Last time we spoke we were talking about tiger sharks. Did you see a tiger shark?
1: Did not see a tiger shark. Having said that, though, the week before I got up there, there was somebody who lost their foot to a shark on the Whit oh. So there was, you know, that, a little bit of trepidation for mm-hmm. the people on the boat, particularly mm-hmm. the um, the beautiful newbies who were doing their open water course. <laughs> um, no, didn't see a tiger shark. Okay. Um, saw reef sharks, uh, white tip and black tip reef sharks. Very so it nice. was really cool to see them. Uh, didn't find a turtle, unfortunately, which oh. is what my dive buddy really wanted to find. Yes, uh, a few of the other t- dive um, buddy teams did but we just weren't lucky enough to find one, which was fine. Um, Morays, we found Nemo, we found Dory, we found Gil. Um, what else did we see? It, it just so much. Oh, a lot of angel fish, a lot of batfish, mm-hmm. particularly hanging out under the boat.
2: What was the highlight, though?
1: The night dive was pretty good because we got all our gear on, so we'd had dinner, we put all our gear, and we went down to the – is it the duck board at the back of a boat? I don't, it's the, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, <laughs> the bit place that's at level, the end of the boat. The, the, the bit that that's level with from. the water where you jump in from. Yes. And I was there with my two dive buddies. So I had um, Sarah from Melbourne, my new friend, who I am going to go diving with this summer. Excellent. And Jonathan from uh, Northern Beaches of New South Wales. And um, we had all our gear on and Sarah had said she'd jump in first so I could hand her my GoPro because I didn't want to jump in with it. And we're just standing there and I'm like, right, you're going to go in? she's like, are those sharks? Oh. I was like, yeah. There were so many around the back of the boat, really? small ones. Okay. And she's like, do I just jump? I'm like, yeah, they'll move. They're pretty smart. <laughs> uh, and that's what happened. She jumped, the the sharks scattered. Yep. And then I jumped in next and she gave me my GoPro and it was so good. So it, I mean, we didn't even have to leave the back of the boat. It's where all the sharks were. Fantastic. And some huge giant trevally also under the boat. But then we followed the line down, and we followed the wall along. And the dive briefs they gave were fantastic. The three of us felt we didn't even need a guide. Their briefing was so good. We knew exactly where we need to go. We found the boat every single time. But there was one point where I did um, let out a giant scream underwater, I which see. which it was great because my dive buddy was close enough she could hear it, and she turned to me and I'd found an octopus. Oh, wow. And octopuses are really hard to find. I'm very, very jealous. And I was so excited. It was just its eyes and its little siphon. It was hiding in this little ball of coral. And so Sarah came over and she was like, ah, and she was looking at it. And I was going to take some photos. I was like, no, I better show Jonathan first. So I bring Jonathan over and I'm trying to give him this weird hand signal that I thought looked like an octopus with only five arms. And he looked at it. And he sort of gave me like the okay signal. I was like, cool, because he had the GoPro right in its face. Oh. And then he's moved off and I've gone in and the octopus is hidden. I was like, well, there goes my photo op. Oh, well, at least Jonathan got it on film. We surface and the first thing I – well, actually, the first word I said is a word I can't say on radio. And then I was like, how amazing was that octopus? And Jonathan just goes, what octopus?
2: Oh.
1: Oh, mate, your GoPro was in its face, mate. And he goes – are you sure? I'm like, I am 100% sure because you scared it and I couldn't get a photo. We get on board. We're viewing his, ca- his videos in the bar afterwards. No, nah, camera Nothing. wasn't on.
2: Oh, <laughs> great. Okay. But still, I'm very jealous. Octopus, I mean, I love F- oh, all cephalopods. Love, love cephalopods em. in general. So if you don't know, folks, cephalopods, squid, cuttlefish, octopus. Uh, very jealous. That's nautilus. beautiful. Nautilus. do forget the nautilus. Oh, yeah. Argonaut. Never on. seen one of them, but no, yeah. That would be uh, really
1: cool. Oh, it was just, it was so good. I love the fact that I could just scream underwater and my dive buddy come over. And she, she wasn't, like, alarmed. She just knew that something was happening and she should come over.
2: Oh, okay. But she knew I Are you wasn't. Are sure she wasn't alarmed? She wasn't going, okay.
1: She didn't give me a look like she was alarmed. <laughs> and then after that, that was our mode of communication, just scream. screaming into our regulator and hoping that our buddy would, like, turn around and see oh, what we right, saw. That's
2: right. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, so
1: sound travels really well underwater. It
2: does. Now, aside from the scream, uh, <laughs> which seemed to be your mode of communication. Scream of joy. Did you hear anything underwater? What were you listening to?
1: Initially, I thought we'd hear other boats Mm -hmm. in the area, but everyone had docked. So, it was quiet from a boat artificial sound point of view. And if we had heard the boat, that was our signal that something was wrong and we needed to um, reach the surface and and find out what was going on. Um, I did hear some fish when I got a bit too close to them.
2: Okay. What were they doing?
1: Nemo, Nemo makes noise. Yes, he does. And he makes... It's like this chattering noise. It's like his teeth. It, it's a warning. I could tell he was pissed, so I backed off. I'm like, it's okay. I how how take big a, is
2: Nemo again? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna guess here. Fifty grams. Have
1: you been bitten by Nemo before? I have not been bitten. I by have, Nemo. And it makes you wary. Okay, I've been bitten by Nemo. <laughs> okay, okay. To be fair, I had my finger out and I was doing like right, a wiggly worm thing, right. going, "Oh so my god, you're so cute!" It's your and own then I, fault.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, so I'd gotten a bit close and I was like, okay, you're trying to give me a warning here. I get this. Not all fish do that. Some will hide. But Nemo was like, nah, get away. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, got this. So I backed off. But I didn't hear a huge amount of noise. No. Okay.
2: It's an interesting question Uh, and an interesting sort of space. We don't often think of the ocean as noisy. Uh, We don't no. think crashing waves, maybe a whale song, maybe a dolphin song. Have, have you, you ever heard a whale sing? I have,
1: have, have oh, you? Same here.
2: Yeah, very, very good. Oh, cool. Very good.
1: I heard it at um, Byron Bay years ago, and it sounded like the whale was like right next to me.
2: Oh, mine was. I kept very looking harsh, around like, still, where is it? Where is it? I was screaming underwater. I was like, yes, whales! I mean, oh. whales just in general, I'm always excited. Yeah. But the reason I ask this is, yeah, we do think of the ocean as a sound place, but we're finding more and more that um, fish, and in particular coral reef fish, and this is why I was asking you, oh. they actually spend a lot of their lives producing song and sound, and actually listening for it as well.
1: Songs? Yeah, I absolutely. Definitely did not hear songs.
2: Well. No Barry White down there?
1: No. No Michael Bay. Actually, now that you've said that, I can picture oh, some cow. of the Where bigger fish singing Barry White. Okay. Like I look at the fish and I go, a Yeah, you have a really deep voice. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. that's what I'm okay. picturing now. Now to take a step back, we we know that fish communicate. Yes. They've always done that, and they can do a lot of that with uh, sort of motioning of their fins, yep. um, electrical pulses.
1: Oh, the puffer fish with their beautiful little sand
2: circle thingies go. that they do. So I love So building that, yes. that beautiful little Visual circle, thing. Whatever, whatever, the circle thing, whatever The you circle it. thing. We'll That's call it circle a, thing. Circle thing. Um, and we know this. We've known that for a long time. I think my favorite is actually a partnership between two different species. So fish do communicate for a whole range of reasons where it's social hierarchy um, keeping the group together, mating, aggression. But these two do it for predatory behaviour. And I'm talking about a coral trout and moray eel. And, folks, if you haven't looked this up, go onto YouTube, do yourself a favour and look this up. We'll it's share cool.
1: it on the Facebook page.
2: Probably, if yep. we remember. <laughs> so a coral trout will come along and find his favourite moray eel and he'll wiggle in front of the moray eel. Just wiggle, okay? That's <laughs> I've got the weirdest visual in yeah. my head
1: right now. Well, that's what he does.
2: <laughs> he wiggles, wiggles his body and that's the signal for the moray eel, it's time to hunt. And they go off and they, they hunt and what the... Uh, coral trout does He often finds the food first And he points He goes back and forth Into maybe a crevice mm. Where little fish are finding shelter So he's pointing out that food yep. The moray goes in Flushes out they got some food Cooperatively hunting
1: Hold on I think I saw something like this On the reef Did you? Well I saw this moray I think it was a giant moray It was really beautiful Olive colour And it was hiding in a hole And then this larger fish Came in from behind And I thought the larger fish Was maybe trying to Flush out the moray.
2: Going to eat the moray or something? Yeah, or I was sort of getting tackle? that vibe because
1: the moray just kept hiding deeper in this crevice. Interesting. Um, But then the moray came out, the big fish came out, and the two of them literally swam next to each other. Like the moray, I thought, was rubbing up against the fish because maybe mm. it had a parasite or something. The two of them swam together for maybe five to seven metres, and then the moray just went into this new crevice. Wow. So maybe that's what I witnessed. Maybe.
2: They're just best buds. They it hunt together. That's really cute. Excellent, excellent. So ah. we've, we've known about that for a while. That that's that sort of behaviour is really cool though. But yeah. physical uh, movements, that sort of thing. Yeah, but okay. What I was asking about is sound because fish do make sounds. They can um, click, they can purr, they can grunt, they can groan, they make throbbing noises. We'll get to that in a bit. Oh, um, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do all these things and they do it for social cohesion, uh, predatory behaviour, attracting mates and to uh, so scare competitors. I actually wanted mm. to bring you a couple of examples. So Ooh, you're talking about okay. like Nemo. Making those chirpy noises. Nemo. Nemo, okay. Well, we know the dominant clownfish, which are usually the females. So maybe Nemo. Oh, okay, yes. I'm not sure. I don't know what you're listening to. They chirp and they chirp to enforce that social hierarchy. And so Ah. they're just aggressive, basically. The big dominant female is aggressive, which is... could be
1: described as a word that starts with a B. Hey,
2: hey, that's... (laughs) saying. Just saying. Yep, yep. Um, But there are lots of examples. Um, And one of the really big examples is uh, mate attracting, because that's really important. Mm -hmm. Now... This is a bit of a mouthful, the plain fish midfish man. That's the name of this fish. The okay. plain fish midshipman fish. Okay. <laughs> it's Needs also known as the PR. Californian singing fish. Okay. It hums or sings and serenades its, um, its potential uh, really? mates. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, what else we got? Um, another fish does the same, but it's actually really loud. It's called the black drum fish. It's known to um produce these throbbing noises that are incredibly loud and all along the the coast of um the states. Um it actually wake people up. So their throbbing noises can actually be heard in people's bedrooms and you can You're kidding. They, you can make any sort of
1: Are we talking people's bedrooms like if they live throbbing in noises a can be heard boat or we talking no, no. Bedrooms, bedrooms on the land?
2: Bedrooms on the land. Throbbing noises coming from the bedroom. Whereabouts? Oh along the coast actually. Wow. In uh, the US. Mhm. I'm going to the US
1: in... Oh, I'm not going to Florida in January. Yeah.
2: You're, gonna go to you're going to go specifically to listen to that. No.
1: Well, I would. Maybe. I wonder if you can just search, like, best house for throbbing fish noise. Yes,
2: I want you to type that into Google search. <laughs> See what you come uh, up with. On my
1: work computer or my home computer? <laughs> throbbing
2: fish noises in bedroom. Please, <laughs> if you're listening in, type that in. Oh, I don't know what's going uh... <laughs> to... I probably
1: shouldn't do that. Probably that's shouldn't That's weird. Get it. Um, I go- that's so...
2: Not just, wow, that yeah.
1: sound must travel so far. It
2: does. It must be pretty loud. Now, how do they produce that? It's, it's a lot of with the um, the swim bladder. Folks, if you don't know what slim, swim bladder is, it helps the buoyancy of a fish. They can actually rub muscles against this and they can contract it, uh, release it. They can rub muscles along this. Um, which is really cool. Think of a balloon, I suppose. Mm-hmm. and um, Oh, that it.
1: horrible noise you make when you run your fingers along. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, that's a really
2: good example. Or hit it repetitively, yep. that sort of thing. That's, I think, very similar to wow. what a, a swim bladder sounds like. So
1: they're making sound, but they're not using vocal cords. No, no they're vocal cords. They found a completely different way to make sound.
2: That's right, that's right.
1: Evolution is an amazing thing.
2: Absolutely. Um, another example. So the mulloway, it's actually in the Swan River, so an Australian species, uh, yes. uh, calls to attract mates again. Um, but they do increase their pitch and frequency if there are more males about and if they're in particularly high quality uh, spawning grounds. Um, so they want to be heard louder. Call ah, for the ladyfish.
1: So, so there's a lot of boys around, they're in a good spot, they call louder yeah. to say, hey, I'm in a really good spot, plus super sexy.
2: Yeah. So for a human equivalent, think of a nightclub, you're all congregating there, that's the hot, hot, hot ground, and you want to yell really loudly. because No, you want to be if heard. you're in the
1: nightclub, you want to be on a spot near the bar where Ooh. you will actually get served. And then call out. Oh, me. okay.
2: I don't go to <laughs> bars anymore. I don't have a life. <laughs> I wouldn't know anymore. Um, but, yeah, That's look, amazing. there are so many examples out there. Um, one of my favourite is actually trigger fish, and they produce sounds like a drum. And not only trigger fish, but a whole bunch of fish listen into to them. So very relevant to what the, you were talking about. I the did reef see trigger fish, oh,
1: actually. Cool. I saw quite a few. So they're
2: known as drummer boys because they'll drum rhythmically, drum, 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 drum. And if that suddenly stops, well, they've been eaten. So something's wrong. Okay. <laughs> so they're listening out for it. Or if oh, they're wow. grunting louder, there's something to be worried about. But I think, you know, if it stops, that's probably a good signal. Something's wow.
1: wrong. So that's sort of like, I'm trying to give it a terrestrial angle as well. So it's sort of like when birds do their alarm calling.
2: That's right. That's right. So all wow. the fish are actually listening to, listening to it. And you can actually look up morning courses of coral reef fish um, online. So definitely look that up. It's really cool. They're all calling to each other, letting them letting them know the space and stress levels and predatory b- behaviour, that sort of thing. So,
1: now, why did Nemo not cover this?
2: Nemo is a great movie, but it got a couple of facts wrong. Um, Was it the
1: speaking bit?
2: <laughs> oh, and in Finding Dory, the driving the car. Yeah, sure. Okay. So oh, maybe, that's right. They drive a car. Maybe I'm, you know, clutching <laughs> or, or straws the here. Or the
1: crossing the ocean from Australia to the okay, US. so it
2: got quite a few things wrong. <laughs> I mean, Marlon would have become Marlena. That's my favourite thing. So, ah, yes. Coral is the female gets eaten by the barracuda. Marlon would actually be very happy about that. He'd actually yes. be very happy that his wife's he meeting He becomes top dog. Yeah, he becomes top dog. He grows up and becomes Marlena. And then, um, you know, if there are no other males about, well, you've got Marlena and you've got Nemo. And um, use your imagination, folks. Yeah, there's a lot going on yep. there. But look, my, my last example uh, is my absolute favourite. Um, it's a herring. And they forcibly expel air from the anal passage to stay together at night time.
1: I should have known you'd bring up the anal passage Yep. Yeah,
2: oh, oh. Do we have a show where I don't talk about the anal passage, but moving <laughs> along. <laughs> okay,
1: so, so hold on. So they're expelling air.
2: Yep. How's the bum. air getting there? Okay, so they they gulp air from the surface and they store it there. Mm-hmm. So they're actually thinking about doing this and they um, release it in short little bursts. Hold and- on, so
1: they're, they're gulping air from the surface? Yep. Jeez, that's dangerous in itself because the closer you get to the surface... The higher your chances of predation. So you must really want to f- oh, I was gonna- You must really want to expel air. <laughs> out expel of air. air.
2: Okay, very diplomatic. But we'll get there.
1: If you are willing to go to the surface, but they which do is want to stay together behavior. at night,
2: which is, I suppose, mm, okay. more beneficial. Yeah. Uh, so the scientists who actually discovered this, because it is sort of a repetitive noise, they actually called it the fast repet- repetitive tick. I want you to think of the acronym for fast repetitive tick. A F R T. Yeah. So they fart. <laughs> This is this is science, folks. This is science. This is what they do. So, herrings fart to stay together.
1: I love that. I am so glad that humans do not. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to go to a quick song, and then after this, we're going to tell you a little bit more about how you can find out more about making fish noises underwater.
0: or simply post your cheque or money order to P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to.
1: Welcome back to Out of the Blue. That was Don't Let a Good Thing Go by Paul Kelly. We shouldn't let the reef go. We really need to keep the pressure on governments and climate change and let's keep that reef going. Nice link there. it is a beautiful, nice beautiful part of the world. Absolutely. So the water is slowly warming up in Melbourne, um, I'm led to believe. I have not been in like it yet. It. it
2: doesn't feel like <laughs> it. The weather's been terrible for any sort of waterborne activities. But anyway. But
1: do you think there's an opportunity for people to go out and hear animals making noise? In Melbourne. Because Look, everyone talks about the reef and it's amazing. Yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, the stuff we've got here is incredible.
2: Absolutely. Now, a lot of these... Um Sounds and songs that I've been talking about, they are, we've heard them through hydrophones, the special microphones. But you can go down to, say, Jawbone Sanctuary or any of the sanctuaries in Melbourne, and actually just go listen. I love going down to Jawbone mm. when it's a bit warmer, when it's a bit sunnier. We'll get there. Yeah, just hearing to all the popping, crackling, these are bubbles, these are crabs, uh, all the waves. It's really nice. Of
1: course, I hadn't thought about crabs. Crabs make clicking mm-hmm. noises with their claws all to the time. Tra- hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so much. So noise. go down there
2: and not just actually look, but actually listen. And uh, I do really enjoy that. Just maybe getting one of the seagrass mellows and just stopping and listening. It's really nice.
1: Ah, I'm definitely going to have to do that this summer. Yeah. Well, the water is slowly warming up and if you are getting out there into the water and going scuba diving this summer, if it has been a while, please consider going and doing a refresher course. Your equipment, make sure it's all in service because you're relying on your equipment underwater. That is life and death. And if you haven't been out for a while, a refresher course is great. It's a great opportunity to just let somebody else take over and just slowly ease yourself back into it. Sure. So it's that's one of legs. the things I did see on the Great Barrier Reef. There were some people who were doing refreshes and it was great. It doesn't mean that you're any less of a diver. It just means that you just want somebody just over your shoulder checking everything's going to be okay. You've got to be
2: at the top of your game and make sure you're consistently there, so no exactly, problem.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yep. And if you're snorkeling again... Keep an eye on the weather conditions and don't go somewhere that is beyond your capability. Absolutely. So if you're not a strong swimmer, there's a bit of a current, definitely reconsider your need to jump in the water. There is always another day. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of our show this week. So, as always, if you want to let us know what you think of the show, or if there's anything you'd like us to cover, jump on our Facebook page. Just search for Out of the Blue. Uh, I'm gonna get Aaron, and I'm giving him lots of eye contact right now. I'm gonna get Aaron to post some videos <laughs> of some of those amazing fish <laughs> I'll behaviors. Totally <laughs> you totally will. I'm gonna text you all day until okay. you do it. Okay. Okay. Um, so that you too can see some of those. Um, Fish making their, their little symphonies underwater. And I will try and edit my uh, more moray eel video because I'd just, love to see I, that. Love I thought to. it was a predatory thing. I didn't think it was a cooperative behavior that I was witnessing. It was Fantastic. absolutely incredible incredible. And you too can share your stories on Facebook as well. So post a video if you found something underwater and you have absolutely no idea what it is, post it. If we don't know what it is, we'll find somebody who can ID it for you. Hopefully. We have an amazing marine community out there and everyone is out for the same thing. So enjoy your Sunday. Stay warm. It is a little chilly out there. And coming up next is Sally with Out of the Pan. So have an amazing Sunday.
2: Bye-bye.
0: And that is